So Harvest on Mission series, Matthew 11, verses 25 through 30. I believe this is a really important uh, verse for us, especially when we're talking about exploring this idea of how do we walk together with God? Because I think that a lot of Christians, myself included, live under a lot of heavy expectations. Expectations that we put on ourselves, expectations that other people put on us, the culture puts on us, the church puts on us. But we need to claim the promise that Jesus gives in this passage, that his expectations, the burden that he gives is light. If you are weary and tired, you feel that you're you're living under a heavy burden. Jesus says, come to me. I will give you rest. I My burden is light. All these ideas. There's a lot of things. Guys, if we're going to really walk together with God, then we need to stop and, and help one another to unburden ourselves from these things that we're carrying. Let's walk through the passage. He says, at that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. So this is a prayer. We're getting a, to, to, you know, to listen in to a prayer that Jesus is giving to the Father. He says that you have hidden these things, meaning the gospel, from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Now, he's not talking about people that are actually wise and understanding. He's talking about people that think of themselves as wise and understanding. In other words, prideful people. And he's talking about children in terms of humble people. And this fits with so much that we see in scripture. In verse 26, he says, yes, father, for such was your gracious will. We've seen that throughout the Bible where God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So there's certain things that are hidden from people who are know-it-alls, that are prideful, that don't see themselves as humble. And these things that the gospel are revealed to the humble. He says, all things have been handed over to me by my father and, and no one knows the son except the father. And no one knows the father except the son and anyone to whom the son chooses to reveal him. So here's an important condition where he's saying, look, the only people that get to know the father are the people that the son chooses to reveal to him. Now you might be thinking, okay, so how do I get to be a part of that list? How do I get to be among the people that get chosen by Jesus? And there's a lot of debate that, and discussion that within the church around that simple question, but I think it's really important that where he goes next, because right after th- saying that, he gives an invitation. He says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. What a promise. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So we've been working through our vision statement, first going through the first half of it. We want to see all people walking together with God. So How do we walk together with God? And then out of that, we want to see people bearing fruit for his kingdom. So how do we walk together with God? Here's the summary. From this passage, it says we rest in Jesus by seeking him, following him, and learning from him. We rest in Jesus and the work that he's done rather than seeking after all the other things, learning from all the other things, submitting ourselves to the other things. It's all about Jesus. And three main things that I think that Jesus 
commands in this passage we're going to highlight real quick. First of all, he says to come to me. So I think that means we seek him. You know, I think a lot of times I've always thought about incorrectly the gospel just in terms of a one-time prayer, the first time I prayed to receive Jesus. But really, the Christian life is, it starts there, but it's about walking with him. I don't seek Jesus one time. I don't come to him one time. I need to be continually seeking him. I think that these promises are about not just the one time, but a continual life of seeking Jesus rather than seeking other things. And then secondly, he says to take my yoke upon you. That's the second command he gives. And uh, I think of that as following him. You know, in a yoke, you see it there on the screen, was typically the most common form of it was a two oxen yoke. And it's a a wooden thing that the, the oxen Uh, put on their shoulders that allowed a heavy load to be hitched to them so the oxen, powerful animals, could pull it. And so he's saying, yeah, I've got a yoke for you, but it's really easy. And the, the reality is, is that we are always working for something. We are always pursuing something, seeking something, learning from something, desiring to be something. We're always living up to some level of expectation. Why not let Jesus be the one with the yoke. And I believe that the imagery he's giving here is one where we actually are yoked with Jesus. He's not the guy driving the hitch. He's the one who's carrying the load with us because of the third thing. He says to learn from me. We rest in Jesus by learning from him. From what I understand, what it, the way it worked in the past is they would take a more mature, experienced oxen and then hitch them together with a younger oxen. And that older oxen already knew the way it worked, when you're supposed to go, when you're supposed to stop, where you're supposed to go, all those kinds of things the younger oxen learn just by walking with. And I think that's the way that Jesus, and I think that's the imagery that he's trying to give us with the important caveat that his way is easy and his burden is light. That is a massive promise for us. And I hope that you guys will really uh, dig into this together to find out, okay, how, how does this work? How does this look within my life day to day, week to week? For me, I believe the biggest thing here is that it's a matter of continual time of seeking him. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we looked at the passage in Ephesians 6 where he says, um, praying at all times in the spirit. Now, I don't think that you can literally be on your knees at all times. We can't pray all the time, but we can be in fellowship. We can be walking with him at all times. We can have that moment by moment, Jesus, what do you want in my life? What do you, how do you want me to live? How do you want me to seek you? I think we seek him and we learn from him and we follow him by learning his word, by memorizing it, by studying it together, meditating on it praying it. All those things are about spending time with him. And that doesn't necessarily solve the immediate problems that I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing at the time. But what it does do is it helps us to unload the burdens and expectations that maybe we're living under right now that are way too heavy for us, that are always out of our reach and allows us to put on an easy burden knowing that we have a Father in heaven that loves us, that is gentle and lowly, which by the way, this is the only place in all of the gospels where Jesus describes his own heart. 
He calls himself gentle and lowly. Think about that. That is the God that we serve. That is the creator of the universe. His heart is gentle and lowly. And he's inviting us to come to him, to take up his yoke and to learn from him. His burden is easy. His his load is light. These are all things that he has promised us as we come to him and seek him. And I think we can do that together in such a way where we're helping one another to unload the loads of the world. In fact, what are some of the loads maybe that you're carrying? The expectations that you're carrying. Maybe they're expectations that others have put on you. Maybe they're expectations that you've put on yourself. How do you need to maybe think about unloading those expectations and taking on the load that Jesus has promised us so that we can really find rest for our souls?